0: Hello and welcome to the After Dinner Podcast. My name is John Keeley, and this is the podcast extension of ROI Show 510. Our guest for today is Morgan Kahn, graduate student at Miami University of Ohio, who will be talking to us about her research paper, Women for Women. The history buffs joining us today are Terry Toppler and Rick Sweet. And Rick, why don't you start us off?
1: Thank you, John. Morgan, in the broadcast portion, John asked you a question about you know how people got supplies, particularly women got supplies for embalming, and the implication is what we were talking about in the broadcast portion is most of these schools and uh, businesses were running in the uh, east, east of the Mississippi. Uh, how far afield did did uh, the uh, embalming schools and businesses go from the mississippi to the pacific uh, ocean
2: Ooh, that's a really good question um oh i'm not completely sure i think the farthest i found um i found like a bunch of women like in texas so like i don't know i guess it has all kind of trailed around this side i'll have to do some more digging good terry
3: yes morgan you had mentioned also earlier that um Women in the early f- funeral industry help shape the practices and traditions that we use today. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like what practices and uh, traditions we still see oh, sure. today from the early 1900s?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's... Okay, I'm not like the biggest science person, but there's a bunch of different like stitching techniques you can use. Because obviously when you embalm, you have to... It's pretty invasive. You have like a trocar, you pump stuff out, pump stuff in. Um so there's all there's like some stitches that look like um when you hold a baseball, there's like other ones that are more like invisible. Um sometimes they have to like stitch or staple like your mouth shut. Um so there's been a lot of things like that. Um I will say it is kind of difficult to trace because um you know I say there's a gap in the historical narrative but also like in science textbooks. <laughs> like if you they, they mention women very briefly, so it's they're not always. It's not always easy to trace their um, accomplishments, but definitely mostly with the stitching techniques.
0: Okay, so my question: so you are a history major at Miami University, correct? Correct. So of course, you're not going to be good at science. <laughs> I mean, when you said that, I mean, I don't mean to be redundant, but as a history major, yeah, that other subject, you can forget it. Um, Okay, back to the topic that Rick was going on, because we're kind of doing ping pong with this back and forth, um, where there's states that had laws or regulations that were different than others when it came to the processing of the processes of funeral or embalming or all the above.
2: Oh sure, I mean there's it's still well it was the fo the time frame that I focus on is like the Wild West like okay. literally they're all they're all racing to figure out how to best handle state legislation and stuff. But even today, like you're seeing a lot of pushes for like green burial. Um, so states are still radically different um, depending on where you're at.
0: Uh, what were some that stuck out to you? You were kind of like, what the heck?
2: That's a really good question. I want to say, probably the New England states. They they get a little wacky sometimes. How <laughs> <I'm> so? <laughs> no surprise there. How so? I don't know. Uh, just like things that they, I I don't want to say allow, but um, just more progressive techniques. Like I think they're more willing to fail sometimes, so they'll have some funky laws, and then they go bad, and they get rid of them. <laughs>
3: okay, Terry. Yeah, I would like to piggyback on that state regulations, because I did find that interesting, especially when we're talking about changes today in the funeral industry. Um, you mentioned about green burials, which I assume refers to human composting. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's Oh, there's all sorts of things, yeah. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Oh, oh God. Yes, absolutely. Um, (laughs) there's, there's so many options nowadays. Um, there's human composting, there's aquamation. Um, and there's also like things that aren't that crazy. Like you can, um, you can buy like a nice willow casket or something that's more biodegradable. Like you can be wrapped in a shroud and, you know, things that aren't, um, like as, permanent or is toxic like even like cremations there's been a pushback um because there's still such a big like carbon footprint like Mm -hmm. for the average person to be cremated that's like the equivalent of a 500 mile road trip so i mean Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of radical things and like ohio has been pushing for aquamation but i don't think we're there yet and that's okay we'll get there
0: what's aquamation could you clarify to our listeners what that means
2: sure um It's the technical term is like alkaline hydrolysis. It's basically like cremation, but with water. (laughs) Um,
1: Dissolving the body.
2: Yes. Which sounds scary, um, but it's (laughs) it's supposed to be really good, I guess.
0: Well she's um, better at science than she was letting on to. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Rick.
1: Yeah. Whoa, I'll tell you what. Uh, let me say yuck about it. <laughs> I wanna I wanna go back in history. Uh, there were Victorian sensibilities that uh you mentioned, a strange man touching a dead female relative. Yeah. How far back in in the history that you looked at uh were these sensibilities, these uh differences in uh, uh, men touching bodies of only men and women touching bodies of only women?
2: Um, I, I will say this is a real genuine concern that has been around since the beginning and will continue to be around. Like, even if you look back at like ancient Egypt, they would usually let the women like decay a bit more before mummifying them. Just because you're, you don't want anybody to mess with your corpse.
1: You're getting um, on a, you're getting right on a fine line that uh, John is going to cut me off. No, no, I, I'm not. no you. I, this is the podcast. Yeah, we don't no, cut out you, on the podcast. You, you've, <laughs> you've you've clarified it quite nicely, Morgan.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Terry.
3: Yes, uh, Morgan. You mentioned about the stitching. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, interesting technique. That obviously women would be very proficient at. Um, yeah. But I'd like to know a little bit more about some of the tools that have been used, especially when women uh, became embalmers. Did they uh, influence the types of tools that were created or used um, in the funeral industry in the early 1900s?
2: I I'm gonna I'm gonna assume yes. Um, like I said, it's really hard to find some of that information. Um, But I'm sure there were definitely influences. Women were there, women were everywhere. I'm sure they tinkered with things. And, you know, thinking about like your family, I'm sure they had their own like family tricks. And, you know, (laughs) if if you put the trocar in this way, like it'll get out the fluids better. Like I'm sure they had influence. It's just harder for me to find and like be determinate about.
0: Okay, let's talk about the paper. How many pages is this, like, for a graduate thesis, or is this undergrad, or, you know, what's the um, make of, what is Mr., what is Dr. Jensen asking for?
2: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Dr. Jensen, this is um, sort of like the final chapter of my thesis. This is the fun chapter, Um which Dr. Jensen has been pushing me along, so it's it's good. It's about like twenty-five pages this chapter.
0: So what's the total?
2: Ugh, it's that's not what done every
0: yet. person that's ever written a thesis they all know
1: exactly how uh,
0: many pages. That is a groan and a that's a groan that is unanimous with every thesis. <laughs> I
2: mean, I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure when it's all said and done, it'll be about hundred. Well, before
1: be, before John knocks us off here what are your plans for this thesis when yeah. it's all done what, is this can we look for your book
2: <laughs> i i hope so um in a perfect world um i don't know i'm i'm i've been accepted to at least one phd program so i plan on wow. continuing to look at women in the funeral industry but you know hopefully i'll be able to answer the questions you asked in the future <laughs>
0: what what uh phd program
2: um binghamton university
0: where was that again i'm sorry where
2: it's um like right outside of syracuse so i'll be able to continue looking at women in new york hopefully oh sweet 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 yeah
0: all right well we would like to thank our noted guest for the 510th show morgan khan graduate student at miami university of ohio who talked to us about her research paper Women for Women. The history buffs for today's show were Terry Toppler and Rick Sweet. ROI can be found at nine thirty PM on Friday nights on KALA Radio or on the web at TuneIn.com. If you're looking for older programs, you will find them at soundcloud.com. Just put KALA radio in the search, click on the first icon and scroll down to find nearly a decade of ROI shows. You can also find ROI on all your favorite streaming platforms. ROI is recorded at Station KALA, St. Ambrose University.